Zawiga Council on Aging is Southwest Georgia's local aging and disability resource connection for information on aging or living with a disability. Let the Council on Aging connect you to your home-delivered meals and group meals, personal care services, transportation needs, and many more resources. Call 800-282-6612. Making aging more engaging. Zawiga Council on Aging. Come engage with us. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Teachers, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back time and time again. Don't forget to always go back to your favorite episode and download it one more time. Show a friend or two. Now, I wanted to talk about a very important subject today, this generation, the generation that we have right now. As many of you know, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for over a decade now, researching the Common Core and researching the after effects and the political situation of our country. Well, right now, I'm teaching, and I'm teaching in a very conservative state. And I wanted to report to you the state of this generation because I figured that if I would teach in a very conservative state that things would be different. But to my, and I'm not going to say amazement, but to what I expected, the children in America are mostly all the same. They are a result result of what's happened in America. The degeneracy, the privacy, the delusion under a fake virus that's turned them all into mannerless beings. Children today are nothing like children used to be. So I'd like to make this report about the education system, but rather not the education system, but the children of today, which... I dub, if any of you saw that 1970s movie, Children of the Corn, because that's what they are. And I'm teaching now, again, in this very conservative state, a red state, a state that's been red throughout history. And I just have to say, I just wanted to say that it is a very bad situation for America, a very bad situation for children in general at this time. First, let's start out with the ability of children to learn. As you know, right now where it stands, we are one of the lowest nations as far as our education is concerned. Our quality of education is well below many third world countries. And so the way we teach since Common Core, if you can remember... Common Core implemented the idea of let's put everything to the curve or let's call that a C, even if it's just an effort. 
And so ever since Common Core that's introduced the idea of grading to pass and putting a C on a piece of paper that deserves an F, ever since that idea has been out, then it's just gotten worse since then. So today on the standard test, the star tests and such, I saw the grading scales and they are incredible, people. They want you to pass with a 50%. So a 50%, which used to be an F for the rest of us when we were going through school, is now passing. And you convert that 50 into somewhere around a 72 to 74. It's a good grade. You've passed the class, you've passed the star test, and so you won't really have to know anything. You have to just guess, and by the time you've gone to school, learned, and guessed your way out of it, you can easily get your way through a 50 percentile score. So children of today that are going through the after effects of Common Core are invited, or rather are taught with a scale that seems to be higher. You don't pass in most states with anything under a C, but a C, C minus a 70% is now a 50% upscaled. So you can see the difference. And even then, the children are not passing. And let me tell you a little bit about the children's ability to learn as well, because we've gone from Bloom's taxonomy of higher learning, where you integrate skills that are being able to create new products, that's out the window. Today, in our education system, all over the United States, everywhere I've been, but I wanted to come to this last conservative state, it's multiple choice. And if you can get to fill in the blank, that's fantastic, but most of the time it's multiple choice. It's on the computer, the Chromebook. We don't have any more textbooks. You don't have to read anything. And if you do have to read something, you can guess your way through it anyway because it's a series of multiple choice. And it's not A, B, C, D, E. It's A, B, C, D. So you always have a 25% probability of getting something right. And as you know, if you're a good test taker and if you've been in the system a little while, you could always guess your way through a test and at least pass with a 50%. That's easy peasy. Heck, most of the time you can pass with a 70% if it's a multiple choice question and if you are a good test taker. But nowadays, the ability of the children to integrate new knowledge is very dismal. I want to report on the state of the nation, the children's ability to retain true information information that doesn't go into the form of regurgitation and when regurgitation I mean here is an answer I'm going to put this on the board and this is what a typical uh, um, lesson looks like in most classrooms you put something on the board with some blanks on it uh, it may be short passages a sentence a phrase long less than a sentence and in that passage you have a blank or maybe two now understand that before you put this up you've already shown the answers and so you've shown an example of that would be in science that I'm teaching this year you would say uh, anything like uh, what is the process 
of plants taking sunlight and creating uh, energy out of it, turning that sunlight into energy. Well, of course, the blank is photosynthesis, but the previous slide would have shown that blank filled in. So all they have to retain is that information for a few seconds in their mind, and then they get to fill it in. And of course, fill it in in their Chromebook, easily graded, and then we're done. So it is a scam, a sham. If you ever try to put up a real sentence on the board, something that doesn't have an answer that they need to repeat, the children are not able to give you that. They look at you and say, well, where's the answer? Where's the information? If you try to get them to think, to say their own opinion, they don't have one. And it is a phenomenon that is caused by, once again, A, a complete demoralization of humanity. And as you know, when you demoralize a society, which is was done on purpose, then the IQ level goes way down. And, of course, the socialists will tell you that IQ is not a real thing because they don't want you to realize that the whole nation's IQ has gone down by 20%. 20% is killing us in the sciences. We are way below in science and research than most countries right now, way below China and way below any of the other companies that we would normally compete with. So our manufactured products are lesser, our innovation is lesser, and what we're beginning to pump out is a weak product, a weak America. But I wanted to tell you more about this generation, more of what I see with my eyes, because what I'm reporting here is not statistics. What I'm reporting is what I'm at in the classroom. And so the students themselves, have been divided. They have a racist attitude. When I say racism, I don't mean true racism of where, you know, somebody's getting discriminated against. Somebody because of the color of their skin or their religion or what might be. I'm talking about a political division of racism that they've been fed. They have been brainwashed. They have been conditioned over and over again with this word racism. So they are truly divided and all they can think about, all they can blame is they look at you, they look at their teachers and when something doesn't go their way, which is very often, they go to the word racist. Now it's very funny because myself, even though I'm a very educated man, and I, my skin is not entirely black. My skin is not white. And so they always try to put this racist card on me. Everywhere I've gone, the students say, well, you're doing that because I'm black, or you're doing that because I'm Mexican, or you're doing that because I'm Asian. But it's a very funny thing because as far as my classroom, they're not able to do that because I say, you know, I'm not a man that is white. And so how can racist be racist against itself, right? And so they they stop that quickly in my class. But I want to tell you, they try. And they are brainwashed. They think of this often, their conversations. I listen to them while they're supposedly doing their work. And the word racist comes up quite often, quite often. It is in their mind, in their mindset. They blame everything 
and they are a divided nation. The false president has done a fantastic job at dividing the nation and at brainwashing the children that everything is racist. And so every time they go into a classroom, they want to blame their failures, blame their lack of studious behavior on racism. And that's their trump card every single time. Now, with this comes also an anti-patriotic student. I want to talk about that for a second because I have had a struggle. Again, I'm in a state that is so red. This is the type of state that is loyal to country, loyal to state. This is the kind of state that historically has been so patriotic. And I've come and I've seen the change in the last two years with this state. And it is horrible. When they call Pledge Allegiance to the flag, and it doesn't matter because I've taught already in three different schools in three different areas in the last five years. And I've done that purposefully. I taught in a big city. I taught in two rural areas. And the outcome is the same. Every time they call for the Pledge of Allegiance, students will not stand up. Now, forcibly, I demand that my students stand up. So with my loud voice and my commanding uh, commanding speech, I make them stand up. But everywhere else in every other classroom, the students won't stand up and they could care less. They are so unpatriotic, it is ridiculous. They don't care for the flag. They don't care for America. They don't care for country. They don't care for freedom. They don't care for their state flag, let alone the American flag. And when it's called to the 30 seconds of silence or the minute of silence that is supposedly in this super red state called by the office, because in the blue states, you would expect that they don't call for that anymore. But in the red states, some of them, some of the more uh, conservative states, they still call for it. And so you would expect that there is a moment of silence, but it comes from the adults, from the office. The office doesn't even respect the moment of silence. They say moment of silence, but a short five seconds after they're already talking. So the children don't pledge allegiance, even though I get them to stand up. They don't put their hands on their heart. They certainly don't recite the pledge. They don't know the pledge. And they don't care about country or nation. And when it comes to moment of silence, there is no moment of silence. They don't care about a higher power, a higher authority that had their founding fathers die for them and shed the world's best blood to bring freedom to this nation. They don't care anything about that. In fact, I talked to the history teachers and they don't teach that. They teach new communist regime ideals that simply latch on to the students and the students become unpatriotic, un-American. These are just as if we were importing Ruskies over. Let's import a bunch of Ruskies to, to substitute our kids and that's what we have in the classroom. A bunch of communists that don't care about country, don't care about freedom, don't care about life and just 
spit all over our country, its flag. And so it's shameful. I see these students in every school that are not taught love of country, love of freedom. They're just not taught it. In fact, they're taught quite the opposite. They're brainwashed the other way around. Now, what do they act like? Because I have to tell you a story that happened to me in my classroom. These are beasts. These are wild animals that are so uncouth. They are immoral. They have no manners. They are disrespectful, dishonest, and they are the most obscene, foul-mouthed creatures. And I know, you and I went to school, and there was always swearing, there was always things that are done, but no, not to the extent of today. The, the, the children have evolved, and they've evolved, or devolved, actually, it's a devolution. They have devolved down to basic animal instincts. Take just the fact about them preying on the weak. I have several students that are handicapped, and I know we don't use that word anymore, but I'm not politically correct. I never was, and I never will buy into it. So like I said, I have several handicapped students, and these students have a little bit of, some of them have a little bit of mental issues, retardation, etc. And my students prey on them. They'll throw pencils at them. They will mock them. They will make them cry. They will make fun of them all day long. And I'm defending them, but these creatures act as if they have no humanity. They have no sympathy. They cannot step into the shoes of anybody and feel anything. And so, you know, the, the, the humanity of it, there is no humanity in it. Now, it stems from the parents themselves. The parents are all products of the Common Core. Let's face it, Common Core that came out in 2012 started out in 2009 with the implementation in the prisons in the United States. Well, these parents have grown up, these kids have grown up and had kids of their own. So the way that the parents act, the immorality of the nation reflects 100%. It's like a magnifying glass that reflects on the students. The students are immoral or the parents are immoral. I was just talking to fellow teachers of mine and the teachers themselves are just paranoid. The teachers are nervous. The teachers are afraid to teach. And the teachers themselves, you know, there's a shortage of teachers right now because the teachers don't want to teach. They all say the same thing. The children of today are the worst children they have ever encountered in their lives. They are unruly. They will not listen. They will not hold anything to authority. They just simply are the most obnoxious children that have ever existed in the face of the planet. And this reflects directly on the children of Common Core because the children of Common Core, what were they taught? They were taught to disrespect country, become communists, and become immoral. That's all they were taught. And as far as that's concerned, the whole country was brainwashed into adopting the most heinous 
the most despicable moral acts that have ever been upon the face of the planet since Sodom and Gomorrah. So, you combine all that and it's not a far cry to measure what the parents are doing. So let me show you what the parents of today are doing because before you were able to make a phone call, a simple phone call home, tell the parent, well, you know what? Your child is disrespectful and they would go home and get some kind of a spanking, which was fantastic because, you know, spoil a child by holding the rod back. And I'm not talking about child abuse or an actual rod, it's a metaphor, but spanking, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, the reality of it is children need to be spanked. Children need to be disciplined, not just let run wild, run amok, so that they can control the world and control everything around them. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. So, the whole point is, I've had several interactions with parents in the last, uh, let's say, six weeks since school has begun. And the reason why I get to you with this is because I, this is the kind of interactions that have just been the same for the past three years, past three or four years. Uh, my first interaction, I had a student... This was a girl, 13, 14 years old, throw a pencil, sharpened pencil, uh, at the face of another student, another girl. Now, I contacted the parent, and the interaction went something like this. The parent's first reaction after she had talked to her student, her child, was, well, so-and-so threw a pencil at her. Did you know that? So my child did the appropriate thing. And she wasn't talking with such educated words. She was swearing a little bit. And she said, you know, my child was just defending themselves. So this is the level of America today. Eye for an eye retaliation. Hey, somebody attacks my kid with a pencil. It's okay. You know, I grab a pencil, let them grab the pencil and throw it back. This is the, the response I get. So this is the reason why these children are completely disrespectful, dishonest, rude, and disobedient. This is why they won't do their work. And this is why they expect everything because they expect to pass with a 50%. The reason is the parents of the common core. The parents of the common core are the most filthy, degenerate, degenerate people in the in the history of mankind, we, we live amongst filth. We live amongst a society that has accepted everything wrong. And now we're complaining because we have a false president and a false order. And we're complaining about the things that are happening, but they're just a consequence of our upbringing and our deciding to embrace everything that's wrong. And so when you embrace everything that's wrong, you might think there's no consequence. 
Well, there is consequence. It's reflected directly in the education system. And ask any teacher. Oh, you like teaching. Oh, no, it's the worst. I had a teacher at the beginning of this year say to me, you know, this is the first year that I really don't like my job. Echoed. This is not a solitary case. This is all the teachers. All the teachers. Every single one of them. I had a teacher that's a 10-year teacher. had been teaching over 10 years. She just had to take several days of mental breakdown break at home because she couldn't stand it anymore. She couldn't stand the students. Another teacher, a new teacher they hired because we are up to our necks in students. Every classroom filled with about 33 students. We can't handle so many students. So we had a new hire teacher. She was going to take some of our students. She quit because they put her to observe what was happening and if you can imagine, this is a new recruit from the university. She saw what was happening in today's school, and she didn't even try it out. She was there for two weeks and quit. Because nobody is going to take this kind of abuse. Nobody. You can't come from the university and take on this kind of responsibility where you have to do grades, attendance, and a million other things. You have no idea what the tasks are that have become second nature to me because I am a teacher now for over a decade. So those things have become second nature to me. But let me tell you, the first year of teaching is the hardest year. You have to learn so many new things and it seems like you're doing 10 jobs at the same time. It really does. And in a way it is 10 jobs at the same time. So just because I've become proficient and professional at it does not mean that it has not become an awful job because of the parents and the kids. Imagine if you had to go into a zoo and teach chimpanzees and they were throwing feces at your face constantly and you're trying to give them bread and butter and delicacies and they'll just take a crap right on top of it. It's the same thing with the art of teaching. We love our subjects. I love science. I love language arts. I love Spanish. I love ESL. I love the many mathematics. I love the, 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 the many subjects I teach. And so I treat them as an art, and I try to present these things to my student in an artistic way, which usually works. Usually students in my career have come up to me and said, Mr. Enrique, I love your class. It's fantastic. It takes us beyond the box of thinking. We can go outside of our thinking box, and we can create. And I have students in language arts creating 3D masterpieces instead of essays. I have students in science class making experiments, going outside, gathering resources, and coming out with their scientific solution. I have students in ESL playing Darth Vader roles so they can learn English as a second language. This is the kind of classroom I have that I can't have today. I simply can't have it because of the parents and the students that will not learn, will not cooperate, will not be human beings. It's like taking art, a masterpiece, and having somebody crap all over it. And this is the feeling universal. I have not gone down the rows of the schools that I've taught in and seen any happy teachers. Any teachers with any kind of smile on their face saying this year is working perfectly, it's not. Let me tell you this, 2022 is the worst year. We've gone through a pandemic, which was a plandemic. We've gone to brainwashing. We've gone through uh, an incredible, an incredible turning Americans into communists. 
And all this on the other side of the pandemic here, we are now, it is simply impossible to teach, to teach anything other than fill in this paper because you get sick of it, don't you? These bees don't want to learn. These parents could care less. Let me tell you another story. I have to walk these bees. And I'm sorry for calling them beasts, but there's not no other word for it because humanity has sunk down to the level of animals. When you are preying on the weak, when you are not taking direction from a leader, when you expect everything handed to you on a platter and you think that you deserve it, when you do not respect authority, when you spit all over everybody, when you fight everything around you, then you are a beast. And so these beasts, we as teachers, can't even, can't even have them uh, have their own lunch. You know, we're talking junior high here where I used to be able to go to lunch, sit wherever, wherever I want. No, I have to spend my lunch hour and I have to walk my classroom to the cafeteria where once again they're beasts and they have to sit in assigned seats instead of with their friends because they can't handle themselves Otherwise, they're going to destroy the cafeteria and destroy each other like they destroy the bathrooms. We allow the children to go to the bathrooms, but they graffiti it. They tear down the walls. They tear down the doors. They put their horrible messages on the wall. Just like they're thinking all day, these filthy things. And so, you know, this is the kind of situation teachers are in. No wonder teachers don't want to teach. So I'm going to the cafeteria, taking a class towards the cafeteria and then quickly coming back to my classroom because I have 15 minutes to eat my lunch. My goodness, I have to pick up my class in a second. Well, I go back to the classroom and I see two kids on my computer. They figured out how to turn it on, how to pass, go through my password, get on my grading sheet. And one of them has proceeded to switch their 35% to an 80%. So they've cheated. Now, luckily, I have my cell phone right at hand, so I click a picture of the change to have proof. Now, why do I do that? Why do I have to have proof? Why is my word as a teacher not good enough anymore? You see, because the children of the Common Core, which are the parents, will not believe the teachers anymore. Oh, no. The children of the Common Core believe the teenagers that they themselves are because their frontal lobes have never developed. You see, these parents have no reason, no ability to understand or communicate. So they believe a teenager over a professional. We, we're hunting their kids. We're, we're going after their kids. We're, we're being, we're being uh, rude and disrespectful to the kids. Not the other way around. Because they will believe a story of professional liars. Professional liars. This is what these kids have become today. No longer honest, because honesty has gone out the door in America. You tell a lie, the story about Honest Abe, the story about uh, um, George Washington and the cherry tree, all that is gone. They don't teach any of that anymore. Our founding fathers have become criminals. Criminals in this post-Common Core apocalypse, where... Uh, Critical race theory now demands them to all be racist against white people and to divide the nation. And so 
the only thing left to do for the parents is to believe their own children. Despite their children having a record mile high of having problems in school, which they all do. So I catch this child cheating despite the cheating. The parent hounding me over and over again, going into the principal's office, going into the assistant principal's office, demanding that I pass this student, sending me emails. Why did my student's grade change from an 80 back to a 35? I explain what's happened and it doesn't matter. The parent is outraged, enraged against me, the teacher, not against the student. Oh no, the cheating... The cheating doesn't have to have anything to do with it. You're going to help my student pass no matter what. Really. This is the outcome, no matter what. So there's no natural consequence left in life because we've removed that. There is no causality, no cause and effect, and no morality left. Because cheating is not an issue here. Let's have our children be as wild as possible. And let's agree to it. Just like we agree with their immorality. Just like we agree with their wild behavior because our behavior is the same. Our behavior matches. Another student. The student, the parent comes in enraged. Administration pulls me out of my classroom while I'm teaching. So here I am teaching and now I'm being disciplined in a way. In front of my students, my, I'm losing face because I'm being pulled out by administration into the hall with a raging parent screaming at me. Why? Because their child is failing my class because the child has been sent to the office on several occasions for different reasons of complete disrespect and defiance, insubordination. Because it goes something like this. It's always... Oh, he was just getting a pencil. Oh, he was just getting a pen. Oh, he was just getting some paper. He was just not prepared. And so he gets to do whatever the hell he wants to in your classroom. And there are no rules except his rules. His rules are what matters, not your rules. Not your classroom rules, but your kids can do whatever they deem fit. Now, if your rules say, put away your cell phone, put it in your backpack, and leave your backpack over there. And if your rules say you can't go back to your backpack, I have pencil and paper provided for you if you forgot it. If this is the case, my student can go back to their backpack if they want to. Because that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter if you put your student in a seating chart. Oh no. The student can stand up and go sit by their friends and if you don't let them sit by their friends, guess what? You have a parent down your throat yelling at you. And you're being dragged out by administration who's catering to the parents because this is a business. You know, I wrote all about this when I started writing about the Common Core and put out my book, If It's Broken, Don't Fix It, that is now banned in all nations uh, worldwide. You know, you can't find it on Amazon anymore. If you can, you could find some used copies, but you certainly can't find a new copy. I put this out there. So that you could see the phenomenon when it started with Common Core. With absolutely no kind of consequence for the children whatsoever. And administration catering to the parents. Because if the parents come in inflamed, 
then this is a business that's the title of one of my chapters in my book this is a business and so we have to cater to our clients don't we no this is not a business and we are not catering we are not having the almighty dollar rule us because that's immoral this is a calling and we go in there because we love education and we love to teach not because we love the almighty dollar and no we certainly don't pander to test scores we don't pander to the government's takeover of of education because that is exactly what happened with common core the common core came in and gave each state a bunch of millions of dollars by handful of dollars and what did they do they they bought away the state's rights constitutional rights to education and this is the kind of horrible mess we're in today why do you think that they're teaching your child a white child that their race is horrible that they have to pay for their white crimes in critical race theory why aren't they teaching what martin luther king so beautifully taught every white boy and every white girl holding hands singing free at last why aren't they teaching that why aren't they teaching these beautiful leaders of the past with the real movements of the past that actually brought us into a wonderful wonderful state of america just a few years back and now we are going back like the sow to its own vomit and drinking horribleness horribleness so you wonder why your child is being taught critical race theory or any of the other bogus things that are happening well that's because you sold your souls for a little bit of money didn't you your governors did your senators did and they bypassed the constitution bypassed any lawmaking efforts because they did not take anything to the state or the how the the senator of the house they directly bypassed and made their own kingly decrees just like king uh, uh, king king george iii right so where are we left today we're left with a dwindling world where teachers don't want to teach where students are horrible people getting taught to be degenerate filth of america and we're what are we doing we're parading these people look the, the more the more degenerate you are the better the more you embrace filth the more you that's you that's who you are embrace it woo we're here right so you wonder why we're here to the state of america today look in your classrooms go directly go visit a school check your own attitude you have an attitude of your your good is wrong and 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 wrong is is the new good of today do you think in a way that surprises you because it is a very sad state when teachers don't want to teach when students are not teachable and there's no other word for it but these these guys are just not teachable they don't absorb anymore they are broken vessels the system has broken them has degenerated them with pornography on their phones with filth and a common constant rate and their parents of the common core have been doing this for 20 years so when america is in such a horrible state no wonder the state and position of the education system
now in America. So this has been a quick report of the children of America, the children of the corn, a truly sad state for America today, where the children themselves are unteachable and unruly and this is, and, and filthy. And this is not just one single teacher's opinion, but it is the opinion that I have seen with every single teacher. Remember, I am somebody that researches the education system on a common, on a common everyday basis. I interview teachers, I interview students, I continue to take in scientific data. And the reality is, the reality is that your students are unteachable. And teachers of today, they're having many thoughts at quitting, and they are quitting by the drones. They're leaving. They don't care where their next job is, just like the teacher of science that left our school early on and all the other droves of teachers that left, and now we're left with classrooms that are so full that we're pulling out our hair. We just can't take it. Where are you going to go? Are you going to have a job? Well, we don't know. We don't care. <laughs> it's not going to be there, right? And why am I here? Well, I'm here because I still love education and I'm still researching the education system. And so I bid you farewell with that. What are we going to do about the state of the nation? What are we going to do about our children? It all has to start somewhere. And it has to start from you. It has to start somewhere. Either you are right and your children are right and we should all act like apes and animals. Or a change needs to happen before we find ourselves in concentration camps. Because children that don't learn are children that grow up and are ruled by tyrants. And that's the state that we're headed for if we don't do something about it now. But we're already there. We're already ruled by a tyrant, aren't we? And so it's emergency time. We better pick up the slack that we have been slacking and start realizing that there needs to be, like Obama said, a change, but not as he meant it, a real change, a change back to the God bless America, the beautiful nation that we used to be, shining on a hill, a city that cannot be hid. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Teachers, seven years, researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know 